We're in this series called Revival, and the first week uh, I taught on the letter R, which was repentance, and I believe that whenever there is revival, there's repentance, where the people cry out to the Lord, and we've seen that in, in, uh, with the Jews. They, they would wander away from the Lord, and they would cry out and come back to Him, and He would restore them and uh, deliver them from bondage. Um, the second week... Pastor Christine did a great job of teaching on engage. Uh, so whenever we repent, then we engage with the Lord. And, and again, we're talking about some of the, the elements that lead to revival. <clears throat> and we, <clears throat> excuse me, we need a revival in this land. We, and every week we pray um, at the property when it's not raining or cold or something. And we're praying for a Jesus revival because not only does this country need a Jesus revival, but the world does as well. So then last week I talked about the first V in, in revival, and I talked about value, how God values us and the importance of understanding that we are valuable to God and, uh, and the implications of that. So today I'm talking about the I in revival, and that's investment. Let's look at a couple of definitions of investment. Giving money with the expectation of receiving more. So I think generally when we think of investment, we're thinking about a, a monetary financial investment. But today we'll be talking more about spiritual investment. But also uh, investment could require giving of our time, talents, and treasure with the expectation of seeing good results. So we invest in things that we value, right? And last week, I, I, as I mentioned, I talked about value. And what does God value most? One of the things that we looked at is the, the thing that God values the most is you, is people. And so God invests in us. Things like, and this is, this is not an exhaustive list here, and you, you can probably think of some other things too, but God invests in us by sending Jesus to die on the cross, to, to pay for all of our sins. Why? So that we could be restored back into this relationship with God that was broken in the garden when Adam and Eve sinned. Another investment, God partners with people. He invests in us. He pours into us. Uh, another thing uh, that God invests in us is by speaking to us. Holy Spirit giving us direction and insight, instruction. Let's go to John 16, 13 through 15. And Jesus is telling his disciples about the coming of the Holy Spirit. And he says, when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. And as Pastor Christine mentioned earlier, uh, uh, on the day of Pentecost, when they were all in unity, all in one accord, not in a Honda car, they were all in one accord, the Holy Spirit came down. And that's really where the church began, is where they were empowered then to go out. And Jesus had told the disciples numerous times, I'm leaving, but I'm not leaving you stranded. I'm sending the Holy Spirit. So here in verse uh, 13, he says, when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. Not some truth, not partial truth, not biased truth, but all complete truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he's heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. And so the, Spirit, the Holy Spirit is speaking forth the things of God. 
speaking forth the things of Jesus. We know in Matthew 28, 18 through 20, Jesus said what? All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all that I've taught you and know that I'll be with you till the ends of the age. And so Jesus is saying, I'm sending the Holy Spirit because I'm going away to be with the Father. But you will have the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you into all truth. He will tell you of things to come. He'll tell you about the future. And so the Lord's spiritual investments into our lives are life-giving, life-changing for us. They are powerful, that we can live the abundant life, that we are empowered to live the life that Christ came to give us. So, let's see. I think I skipped my first point. The Lord makes spiritual deposits and investments into our lives. The Lord is speaking. Are we listening? Are we really hearing and responding? Not, not just listening, really. Are we really hearing? Because my wife can be talking to me, and I can be hearing without listening. Amen. And this is what it sounds like. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. I'm hearing, but I'm not listening. The other day we were going somewhere, and she said, you need to turn on Highway 3. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you were telling me that's where we're going. We're going to this location over here. And I heard her, but I didn't really listen. So are we not just hearing the voice of God and what he's saying to us, but are we really listening? And then not only are we listening, are we responding? Because we can hear, we can listen, but are we responding? And I want to talk about five words that the Lord has given us. And I've, I've been sharing these recently, but I thought it would be good to have them as slides and not just verbally say them. In 2019, during our 21-day fast, the Lord gave me a word, reset. And this was before COVID really took off. And the Lord was speaking to us. Reset. We're in a reset. And then on May 13, 2020, the Lord gave me another word. The world as we know it will soon come to an end. God is deliberately speaking to those that are listening. And, and He's speaking to us. And we're still seeing changes in the world. And family, there are some changes that are irreversible. There's some, some, some things that have happened that will never be able to be reversed. And the world as we know it has come to an end. It will never be the same. These words in 2019, reset and the world as we know it will soon come to an end, were informational. God was giving us information. And these last three words that I want to talk about in 21, 22, and 23 are instructional. And I think that generally when information can be given to anyone that does not have a relationship uh, with that person, right? For instance, somebody says, hey, how do I get to uh, Life Fellowship? You go to 1019 Lewis Drive currently in Kima, Texas. And that would be giving them information. But if, if you had a deeper relationship, you might give them more instruction, right? You might say, when you come up Anders Lane from 96, 
You'll go through the first four-way stop, and then before you get to the second four-way stop, there's a street called Lewis Drive. You turn, and you go to the end of the street. And so when I'm, when I'm thinking about what the Lord has done for us and is doing for us, he's, he's not only given us information, but now he's giving us instruction on how to navigate through the things that he's been speaking to us. On March 22nd, 2021, the Lord gave me a word prepare. And I've shared this word with you guys, and I've said, I don't know exactly what this means, but I think that we need to take this word personally when the Lord is saying prepare. We need to take this word corporately and say, Lord, what are you saying to Life Fellowship Church? And we're asking the Lord to show us what that means. I believe, actually, I believe all of these words are appropriate for the global body of Christ. But I know that they're relevant for us, and I know that they're relevant for Life Fellowship, and that's all I'm responsible for. But So we've said, okay, Lord, you've given us this word prepare. It's not only informational, but it's instructional. And then on January 23rd, 2022, at the end of the fast, last year the Lord gave me this word, are you prepared for my return? I'm returning soon. And as I shared with you, I was blown away by that. And I said, Lord, what do you, what do you want me to do with this word? I, I mean, why, why are you telling me this? And he said, I want you to press into me. Press into me. The year before, he said, prepare. And now he's saying, I'm, are you prepared for my return? Are you really ready for my return? We talk about, oh, yes, Jesus is coming and we're ready. Are we really ready? And so I, he said, press into me. I said, what do you want me to do with this word for the Life Fellowship family? And he said, tell them. He said, are you prepared for my return? I'm returning soon. So now he's not only giving us information, he's giving us instruction along with that. And as I've shared with you, I don't know exactly what that means. It could mean that the second coming of Christ is at, at our doorstep. What, what if that's the case? Are we ready for his return? It could be that he's going to pour out in greater measure his presence. It could be revival is coming. It could be a combination of all three of those things. But are we taking our relationship with the Lord seriously? Are we ready? If he were to show up tomorrow or next week, how would our life be different today? And I haven't shared this from, from this platform uh, until now, but on January 24, 2023, the Lord gave me this word. He said, you must learn to release those who stubbornly refuse to yield to me. There are people in all of our lives that maybe your sieves that we, we try to pour into, but they're not receiving. Let me read all of this. You must learn, and that was operative for me because I love people. I hate seeing people that are on the fence, and I, I don't want them to be on the fence. But he's saying, you must learn to release those who stubbornly refuse to yield to me. Be intentional. 
in pouring into those who are genuinely seeking me. And he capped it off with time is short. Are we taking these words seriously? Are we taking our relationship with the Lord seriously? Are we taking others' lives that we have influence over seriously? Three words of instruction, prepare in 21 and 22. Are we prepared? He's coming soon. And then in 23 this year, intentionally pour into those who are genuinely seeking the Lord. Time is short. And so today's message is investment. It's not only what we are investing, but it's what is God invested in to us? Is he getting a good return on the investment? So my first point is the Lord makes spiritual deposits and investments into our lives. We can make spiritual investments into the lives of others. So how well, how well are we? Let's personalize it today. How well are you stewarding the Lord's investments into your life. If someone gives you a valuable gift, do you honor them by saying, wow, thank you for this? Do you honor the gift that they've given? The Lord is pouring into us. He is investing in us. Do we see the value in that? Are we honoring the Lord for what he's speaking into our lives? Are we honoring the giftings that he's given us and the investments that he's made? I find it amazing that the Lord is sharing his heart with us. I don't know that the Lord is sharing this with everyone. But I believe that the Lord is sharing this with people that are receptive. That pe- to, that people are, to people that are willing to receive and take his word seriously. He's sharing his heart. And I talk, I, I, I've spoken to Pastor Don, our pastor in Corpus, about these words. And he's told me that the Lord has been speaking very, very similar things to him. Maybe the verbiage is a little bit different, but the heart is the same. In, in January two, 2019, the Lord gave us this word reset. And he told me that in December of 2019, the Lord gave him a word reset and reveal. Very similar words, 11 months later. But God is pouring out. God is speaking to his people. Jesus said the Holy Spirit will tell you of things to come. The Lord is not leaving us stranded. But are we hearing? Are we listening? Are we responding? Or have we gone just cold and are we complacent? Yeah, okay, whatever. I want to talk a little bit more about investment, and although what I'm really emphasizing today is spiritual, I'm going to use a monetary example. Imagine that you have a 12-year-old son or daughter, and you want to teach them about investing, and you tell them, son or daughter, I'm going to give you $1,000, and you can do whatever you want to do with this $1,000. But I'd like to teach you a life lesson. I'd like to invest in you and help you understand a a, a principle. And so you give them the $1,000 and and they decide not to go buy a new bicycle and a PlayStation 25, whatever they are now, whatever the the newest game is. And, And they take your advice and they invest some money. 
And in two years, they have $10,000. What, what did this child do? What did they really do? You gave them the money. You gave them the advice. You provided a safety net for them. You gave them insight and training. And what did they do? They followed your advice. They received the money. They didn't actually have the money. It came from you, right? And so they received the money and they followed your advice. And why, why would you do this? To train them and to, to equip them and prepare them and help them? To set them up for success? Because they're not always going to be a 14-year-old child. And so you're instilling a principle in, in their life that is going to be a lifelong lesson that's going to impact them, their marriage, their children, their grandchildren, great-grandchildren. This is what the Lord does for us. He freely gives to us. We don't, we don't bring anything to the table. If we bring anything, it's just our, our willingness to, to yield to Him. I, I was thinking about the, uh, the land that the Lord brought across our path. 13 acres, kind of out of the blue. And as I prayed about it, the Lord spoke to me and said, if you don't buy this, you're going to regret it. I took that as a pretty good sign that we needed to buy that property. <laughs> Who knew at that point in time that we would retain some of the mineral rights? That there would be a thousand homes built right in our neighborhood? I mean, I couldn't have planned that. I, I'm not smart enough to figure that out. And the Lord says, listen to me. And I will guide you, and I'll tell you about things to come. And when the Lord opened up the door for us to be the lead church at the, the Kima Sunrise service, I prayed about it. When I was approached, I said, Lord, what do you want us to do? You want us to take the lead on the service or what? And he said, yes. I felt like the Holy Spirit was saying, I'm opening this door for you. Leading us to go and support global ministries that he shows us. Where we are investing in lives that have an eternal reward. And we get to be a part of that. Last February, Pastor Christina and I went to the TFI conference, the Fellowship International Conference. That is really uh, was uh, given to Pastor Don to, to start up. And they, um, they are... They're bringing the Christ-centered message to tens of thousands of pastors, training them and equipping them. In Ghana alone, I think they have 40 or 50,000 pastors that they are investing in. And across the world, there are probably hundreds of thousands of pastors that they are training and equipping because America has exported all kinds of junk the, the prosperity message that a lot of these preachers and these churches are preaching, not just in America, but across the globe. And so they're saying, hey, look, you need to come back to the message of Christ. And they're training and equipping these pastors. Let's say there's 100,000 pastors. And each one of those pastors had 10 people in their congregation, 10 people of influence. Do the math. It's a million people right there. So they had 20 people. 30 people, and some of them minister to hundreds of people. 
When I, when I was, when we were praying about going to the conference, I felt like the Lord said, I want you to go, and I want you to give a gift of $5,000 to TFI. And I said, yes, sir. And I told Pastor Christine right away, okay, you need to write a check for $5,000 to TFI before I change my mind. <laughs> Listen, delayed, o- delayed obedience is disobedience, <laughs> okay? That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money for us, especially with all the things that we have going on with the land and stuff. But you know what? He said, do it. And we did it. Where did that $5,000 come from? From us? From giving our tithes and offerings? It came out of our general fund. There was no special fund or collection taken up. And so we get to be a part of what TFI is doing through the globe across the globe we get to be a part of that and what greater honor than the Lord would say to us I want you to give five thousand dollars yes it's going to help the ministry but you're going to receive blessings too and so God is investing in our lives I mean it's all his anyway right and so if he says give five thousand dollars we give $5,000. What's $5,000 to the Lord? Nothing. He could turn around and give us $15 million. <laughs> And maybe we give 10 of that away and we say we keep five and build a church. I don't know. I mean, it's all his anyway. And he's investing in our lives, not just monetarily, but spiritually. He's sharing insight of things to come. Those are probably more valuable than any money. And what part do we play? To obey. Simply obey. Do the things that he's asked us to do. I was praying about something. There, was a, there is sort of a perplexing situation before me, and I'm, I'm praying, and I'm saying, Lord, I don't understand why this is happening. This seems to be a hindrance. It seems to be a mountain And the Lord said something to me that just reaffirms his love for us and his commitment to us. This personal relationship that we talk about so often every week about having a personal relationship with him. And Lord, the Holy Spirit said, I'm working behind the scenes. Don't worry about it. Even, even when I don't feel like it, he's working. Even when I don't see it with my physical eyes, he's working. That was an 80s dance move, wasn't it, or something like that? Even when I don't see it, he's working for my good, for us. And if we just get in the flow, if we just follow him, wherever you go, wherever you go, Lord, we're going. I remember we went to a church a number of years ago to surprise a friend of ours and he was out of town and there was a guest there from England or somewhere and this church moves in the prophetic a lot and and this gentleman was there and he was giving words of prophecy and I'm kind of hiding behind the lady in front of me you know I just I really don't want to you know be pointed out or anything but I felt like the Lord said he's got a word for you and I'm trying to hide (laughs) and he calls me up I was like the second to the last one and he said 
I see you as going through a tall field of grass. And you, you don't have really any uh, destination. And you're going through this tall field of grass. And the Holy Spirit is as a fire. And you're just following Him wherever He goes. Trusting Him. That we would all do that. <laughs> and then my wife... She was really trying to hide. And she was the last one. He said, ma'am, I have a word for you. It was a powerful word. It's, it, those kinds of things are life-changing for us when we not only hear, but we listen to what the Spirit of God is saying, and then we respond. Many times the, word, the Lord speaks to us a word of encouragement so we can remember when the trials come, when the mountains come, Lord God, I've seen you move the mountains. I'll see you do it again. I, I did a little bit of reading on Billy Graham. You guys know who Billy Graham was? Probably the greatest re, uh, evangelist of this modern time. And, and they were saying that he, he uh, probably about 2.2 billion, with a B, 2.2 billion people heard him preach through the TV recordings and messages and things like that, that probably about 215 million heard him preach at live events. They used to have these crusades, and they had them on TV, and there would be tens of thousands of people that would come. And many of those people would come forward for the altar call, and they estimated that 2.2 million people responded to accept Christ. And I bet it was more than that, maybe, but the influence that that Billy Graham has had and is still having on people today is phenomenal. And my point is that God uses people to make an, an eternal impact in lives. God is investing in us, no, not so that we can just put it in the bank and hold on to it, but so that we can make an eternal difference. So we can make spiritual investments into the lives of others. Investing in others requires from us. But we're doing this. We, this, this church is supporting uh, missionaries and has supported people in Africa, India, where we've invested into a school that's training pastors and leaders. Israel. You know that we give $1,000 every month to the work of the gospel in Israel. And we've been doing that for years, years and years, for, since the beginning of this church. We're making an investment. God is giving to us, and we're taking some of that and investing in the kingdom. The Kima Sunrise Service, that's, that's a huge expense for us. You know what it takes. You guys are serving, getting out there early. But we're investing in the community, TFI, reaching multiple nations. Pastor Don doesn't even tell me some of the places that he goes. Well, he tells me some of them, but I don't tell you because they're too dangerous. They're putting their life on the line when they go to some of these places. We're investing in those kinds of ministries that are making a difference in addition to what we're doing Ourselves, what the Lord is doing through us. The Lord takes the money we return to Him and converts it into saved souls. It's an amazing thing to consider. The other things that, that you guys do is inviting others to church. 
being involved in life groups, where you're growing, where you're being trained and equipped to go and train and equip. Prayer. We're praying. We have the prayer line, 832-864-2800. We get dozens of prayer requests. We're seeing answer prayer. We're seeing God move. We're praying for people. Building relationships. We come here. Life groups. We're building relationships. Setting up and tearing down right now every week. That's serving others. God is training us. And God is equipping us. He's teaching us what serving means. He, he was the ultimate service, servant. Washing the disciples' feet. Paying the ultimate price. And we're providing the truth, Jesus, that has eternal, eternal rewards for people's lives. God is investing in us so that we can invest in his prized possessions, people that he, he loves. But we need to be good stewards of what God is giving us. And so the Lord is saying to us, I believe, time is short. Time is short. Let's make sure that we're investing in good ground. It doesn't mean that we don't pray for people that are unsaved. I was at Lowe's yesterday, and I heard this lady that was working there, and she was talking about some of her maladies, and she was saying that she's had these, she's been sick, and you know, and so I wasn't really listening to the conversation, but afterwards, after I checked out, I said, "Hey, I heard that you're having some problems. Uh, would it be okay if I prayed with you?" And she said, "Well, I'm not really religious. I, I wouldn't feel comfortable with that." And I said, "Well, is it okay if I pray with you after I leave? Like that really mattered. I was going to pray for her anyway." But it doesn't mean we stop praying for people. But, but I think what the Lord is saying, look, look, time is short. Let's make sure that we're investing in people that want to receive. So the Lord makes spiritual deposits and investments into our lives. We can make spiritual investments into the lives of others. My third point this morning is receive everything the Lord desires to impart to you. Matthew 13, 10 through 11. His disciples came to him, to Jesus. Why do you use parables when you talk to the people? He replied, you are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. So he's talking to the 12 disciples, but I was thinking, okay, so is he saying that only the 12 disciples were able to understand the secrets of the kingdom? No. He was talking to them at that time. But let's go back to John 16, 13. When the Spirit of truth comes, which came on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit was poured out on the believers in the upper room, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit, when the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on His own, but will tell you what He's heard. He will tell you about the future. He was talking to them, but what He was saying is relevant for us. The Lord desires to speak to us. Holy Spirit is speaking in, to us and giving us advice, preparing us, and setting us up for success. John 10.10. 10. You know it. Jesus said, the thief has come to steal, kill, and destroy. I've come that you may have abundant life. So we need the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us into all truth because the world may tell us a partial truth. But a, a partial truth can lead you into a crash, lead you into the ditch. But the Holy Spirit will guide us and lead us into all truth. Why? Because he wants us to walk 
in the fullness of what we were created to walk in. Back to Matthew 13, his disciples came and asked him, why do you use parables when you talk to the people? He replied, you are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. He goes on to say in verse 12, to those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given, and they will have an abundance of knowledge. So, in effect, he's saying, those that are listening, I'm going to give them more. Let's read on. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. This is stewardship. He's saying, hey, those that are willing to receive and do something with what I'm giving them, I'm going to give them more. And we've seen, we see the parables where he gave talents to three. Two of them did well. One did, just buried it. And he said, okay, take that. And, and the ones that did well, with the, stewarded well what, what I gave them, the master gave them, I'm going to give them more. So the master is looking for good stewards. Are we good stewards? Is God saying, hey, look, they're good. I, I want to give them more. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. I don't want any one of us to miss out on the fullness of what the Lord has for us. The Lord makes spiritual deposits into our lives. Are we open to receive or do we have a fortress around our heart? We can make spiritual investments into the lives of others. God loves people. He loves us and He loves people. But are we pouring into people that are really wanting an investment? This lady at, at Lowe's, she, she had no interest in the Lord. But you know, when I prayed, I said, God, I pray that you would heal her. I pray that she would have an encounter with you, Lord, that she would receive you. I don't want her to have religion. I want her to have a relationship with you. And so, Lord, I'm praying that you will do something in this woman's life. And I'm praying with expectation. I don't know. You know, as I've shared with you before, the Lord told me my responsibility is to obey. The results are up to Him. So are we in obedience to the Lord? The third point is receive everything the Lord desires to impart to you. I want to do something a little bit different today. I want to do something, I want to challenge all of us to pray, spend just a couple of minutes in prayer. And I want, here's what I want us to pray. Lord, would you increase your investment in me? And Pastor Christine and I will be up here. If, if you would like for us to pray with you, stand with you on something, we'll be here to, to pray with you. But the team is going to play a, a worship song, and I want us to seriously take, take into our heart what the Lord has been speaking to us. Reset. The world as we know it will soon come to an end. Prepare. Are you prepared for my return? I'm returning soon. We need to learn to let go of those people that refuse to yield to the Lord. We need to pray for them, but time is short. We need to be in, intentional and pouring into people that are hungry, hungry for God.
So let's just take some time and pray and ask the Lord if he would invest more into our lives. And if you would like for uh, Pastor Christina and I to pray with you, come forward now and let's just take some time to go before the Lord and see what he's saying. Give it all to you. We surrender ourselves to you. You're faithful. Your word always remains truth, Jesus. We thank you for your promises. Thank you. 